genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I'm always, here with Sean Petit. Yo! Casey Crawford. Hello! And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin those for you. Our top story this week is Superman War World Saga uh, from Action Comics 1036 to 1042 by everybody this has uh philip kennedy johnson dan daniel sampri miguel mendonza uh ricardo federici dale eaglesham uh will conrad adriana lucas and lee lowridge you did it congrats everybody look at that we got just, five minutes left i feel like it was like a graduation ceremony <laughs> so how is everybody chilling you know, tired it's been it's been a week as i'm bringing a juice guys. it is it a, is fucking monday <laughs> i'm trying to bring the juice for all three of us and uh <laughs> what a week huh i'm gonna run, huh? Limit, I'm gonna run out of juice guys <laughs> yeah it's funny it's monday and i've i've been busy three straight w- nights in a row it's yeah. like it's i blame monday. you guys yeah yes yeah um <laughs> use this as a as a time to plug our our uh uh patreon uh we just recorded an episode for the patreon on our banned book series so keep an eye out for that and if you're not yeah. a patreon subscriber d- fucking loser why 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 not damn whoa, whoa hey, hey. <laughs> if you're not a patreon subscriber you will get a chance to listen to our banned book series we're actually going to be doing that as our uh are like season break because we're doing that now. We're not just going to burn <laughs> ourselves out. So maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe. we almost <laughs> didn't. Ma- we almost didn't make it. But you know, who knows? Still a couple weeks. We to believe go, you that know? that's what's going to happen, but we don't know if it's actually going to happen. Uh, we're doing we are our best. punchy this evening. I guess we um, all. We're all just kind of. We're all just doing our best, aren't we? Well, every every That's single time uh, yeah. Adam plugs the Patreon, I really want him to be hostile with the witness for some reason. Just, just <laughs> look, you're not subscribing, you piece of fucking what shit. Why the now. fuck look, are I you know even you, here? I know you have money. All right, well, Give it I to me. you. You got three dollars, motherfucker. Like, yeah, I just see like you that. shove you in a locker. <laughs> I see you don't subscribe. <laughs> you in the drive-through McDonald's. Give me that $5 instead of getting a cheeseburger. <laughs> what, you got money for iced coffee, but you don't got Patreon money? Come on. Oh, okay, now we're boomer get... shaming millennials. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can afford your... millennials. Like, boomers Damn. that are shaving, shaming millennials. Like, got like it. your got avocado it. toast. You know, like, yeah, you can afford a yeah, house oh, if you didn't want... eat all this avocado toast. It's like, okay, I take I just it all use back. Something, I use an example for my real life because I did that earlier today i bought a cheeseburger and a dresser you know that's fine (laughs) (laughs) you know i ain't trying to shame people for things that i don't do you know yeah yeah because i'm a fat piece of shit anyway let's move on It's cool, uh, because I almost stopped at a drive-thru earlier today and I was like, you know what, I have food at home I'm gonna eat Mm. food at home It's very responsible. I got home and I ate the food at home and it made me really sick so oh, no. <laughs> that'll teach you. I, I should have just got the drive-through. Yeah. You know, like that's the lesson that that's I learned. The lesson. From all the that. lesson is never yeah. eat the food at home. Yeah, never <laughs> cook. Fuck yeah. that. It's not worth it. <laughs> that's also kind of the energy I bring you to the table. I I'm yeah. like, 
starving and sick. So I like. ate a leftover <laughs> leftover dinner that got fucked up. We did delivery yesterday, and Christina's dinner got fucked up. So that was my dinner tonight. It was great. <laughs> Sucks for her, but it was good for me. <laughs> we oh, also got a bag of chicken fingers instead of a bag of fries, so it worked out. So she still had dinner, but like that's a hell of a fuck up, right? That's there. a yeah, it's real weird. So bag my guess is someone eat- chicken fingers. Yeah, we ordered fries, right? Yeah. Normally with our sandwiches, but we got chicken fingers. So I'm thinking someone got two bags of fries that were real mad last night. Or Uh, very happy, depending on... (laughs) They only wanted fries? (laughs) That's the fried food uh, variant of getting your hotel room upgraded. (laughs) Yeah, we ordered fries and got chicken fingers. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, like, this is protein. This is good I, shit. See, either way, I'm the, it was be I'm the other way around. I would, I would be mad if there were no fries because generally, when I'm ordering out, all I want is the fries, and everything else is yeah. just. I I should probably eat something substantial that's not French fries. Because yeah. we're I a could little die. But I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll eat the chicken fingers for dinner because I knew we were recording tonight. So it's like, all right, easy thing to eat at home, no problem. Then her food got fucked up, so she ate chicken fingers for dinner, and I ate that food. So right. worked out. Kind of. But, you know. I did want some fries. I'm with you, Casey. I, I was looking forward to it. Speaking of which, fries is great. my dinner was leftover poutine fries that I reheated. And they were better. Go. They were better than yesterday. Well, Fucking that awesome. That doesn't seem logical at all. Well, I, I have an, I air, I have an air fryer, you. so y- okay, you, that'll do it. you better fucking believe okay. it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I Still, accept, I don't I think you can air enough. fry a fry back from being soaked in gravy you overnight. Can. Yeah, Those you things can. Are amazing. And now it's now the the gravy is baked in. What are you, Victor yeah. Feinstein? Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> it lives. <laughs> Revitalizing leftover food uh, through. It's the only supplies. reason to it's own an, an air fryer. It's an. Really, I, mean, I, I It's a fucking. I have, art. A, I have a convection oven, which is just a giant air fryer. Yeah, so but it takes it, so long, and like, who's got the time? You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty. It's you usually pretty do the wild microwave thing. toaster oven combo. That's usually how I get it perfect. But mm, mm, that's mm. different. That's a different conversation. That's a different podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're we're on fat piece of shit corner in this podcast right now. That's my corner, sure. baby. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Casey. Usually, you get mad at me and Sean for talking this long about food. Because uh, we usually talk about barbecue, which is old. Yeah, no, you usually talk about like yeah. pocket delis, and I don't, I don't have <laughs> anything to say about that. RJ's mad yeah. at all of us right now. It's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We've, this has already gone fine. too far. <laughs> RJ's like I'm hungry. I'm giving up. Go eat. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why fight it? It's just gonna happen. Please shut know? up. I'm hungry. Uh. Well, y'all want to talk about some comics? Kind of. Let's. Kind of. Not really. I but ate okay. mine. I'm gonna... <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm, t- I'm sorry. Got I'm covered confused. mine in gravy and and cheese curds, and it's yeah. gone now. All right. So my pick of the week is Dark Knights of Steel number six by Tom Taylor, Yasmin Putri, and Erv Prianto. Uh, this book, my Speaking God. Speaking of bringing just, things from the dead, yeah, this better right. not be about food, I swear to God. <laughs> no, no, not just, a bit of food to be robins. had in this issue. Um, yes, there are Robins. Yeah, this, this fucking book, it's one of those books that, like, the gimmick I expected to get tired, or I expected to be able to, uh, like, immediately telegraph everything that was going to happen, and I've never been more wrong about anything it is it is every single issue is a fucking blast and it's it is a constant like twist and turn um so in this one 
the war between um, uh, Black Lightning's kingdom and the uh, the elves, the Superman's kingdom, are are about to go to war, and like they're starting to kind of put it together that it's like I feel like someone else is pulling the strings because we pretty much confirmed that uh, Supergirl did not kill. Yeah, either the king or his son, because she's like, I wouldn't fucking murder a kid. What? And so that's the first time she's confronted with that knowledge at all. Uh, we yeah. also have like a one of the Robins, Tim Drake, was a spy in the uh, the Black Lightning's kingdom, and he just Which like is great, he, and he just like lets his guard down to Constantine because Constantine is grieving the loss of his king, and it's like, oh yeah, no, you're grieving, but like. You're grieving. Like you were you loved yeah. him, didn't you? And it's yeah. just two chaotic yeah. buys uh bonding over their chaotic <laughs> byness. <laughs> chaotic um, bias. That's a very specific square on the uh on the alignment chart. Yeah, and I I knows it cuz I cuz I am in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just awesome. Um you got yeah. bingo. Yeah, for sure. But um but yeah, so so he's he's grieving horribly and um in the process of trying to console him robin like let's let's his secret out like yeah whoops i was a little bit yeah um (laughs) all spies yeah so they sent him back to the to the elves and that's when they find out he's like yeah she killed them and they're like no what um me and no and (laughs) and constantine's grief this is my favorite part of this issue in his grief he calls upon etrigan and he's like yo no get I want to talk to the demon, the head of the demon, which is Ra's al Ghul. So it's like, you, yeah, dude, like, brilliant. Like, why would I never think to make Etrigan and Ra's al Ghul the same person? That's fucking like, what? Of course. Um, so, yeah, so he wants to speak to Ra's because Lazarus Pit. So uh, so he brings the Ra's to the corpses and he's like, well, this one doesn't have a heart. There's a big old hole in his chest, so I can't save your king but i can save the prince but dude any- same yeah <laughs> yes also same um but he basically is like i'll i'll bring your prince back to life if you just like hand me the titans this is like oh shit you just okay. gotta tell me where there are like yeah. I, you don't gotta go get them just let me know and i'll take care of the rest yeah but it's razal ghoul yeah he's gonna fucking just gonna kill him um obviously and then we also get a really cool uh, like Clark goes to the Amazons to try and speak with Queen Napolita and gets captured, obviously. Also, pulls some like real I'm not touching you brother oh, energy yeah. with the uh, Yeah, because like they they he gets to uh Themyscira and they're like, no man can stand on the soil, and he's like, I'm not standing mm. on the soil, and he's hovering an inch above the soil. <laughs> just like you fucking piece of shit. You know but that I'm doesn't I'm not touching you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. He's um, right, but also go fuck yourself. Yes, exactly. Um so yeah, they capture him because obviously Hippolyta just stabs his ass. And uh while he's in custody, tied up with the um the lasso of truth, he meets Lois, who is like the political arm of the Amazon. So that's a cool little, like they kind of have a moment. Um, yeah. And uh, as they're discussing, like Clark's like, I really need to get out of here so I can stop the war. And then Lois is like, bitch, no, <laughs> the war is Too late. happening. Yeah. They are, they are sailing to the shore to fuck up everyone. So yeah, just goddamn this book's So cool. And it's gorgeous too. Like it would be a good enough book, but like then you just had to like flex on us with that art. Like my god. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. 
Yeah, so good. Well, speaking of superheroes and sword and sorcery. Yeah. Look at that. Look how well that worked. <laughs> Uh-huh. Did it. It's almost like I planned it that way. Almost. <laughs> uh, I have Knight of X number one by Teeny Howard, Bob Quinn, and Eric Arseniga. Um So this is a more or less just a continuation of Excalibur um, from Teeny Howard and uh, the Way of X artist Bob Quinn. Um, yeah, it's a little and, bit of a shuffle of the, the team lineup, but not that much of a shuffle. Yeah, a little bit. It's kind of like, yeah, like, you know, just a sti- side to the left. Um, yeah. So, Saturnine is a terrible roommate, and Betsy needs <laughs> to get rid of her, and uh, Merlin has taken over Otherworld from her, and they need to stop Merlin and uh, get Saturnine back onto the throne. Um, but she can't do that because they're... It definitely doesn't feel like a thing that Betsy would ever want to do is put Saturnine back on the throne, but she's just like, yeah, there is actually someone worse than you at this, it turns out. My yeah, God. Yeah, well, the one person is trying to genocide mutants, so I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there's someone worse at, at Oops, you. no mutants. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Merlin's taken over and has unleashed the Furies from Alan Moore's Captain Britain, which are like... Uh, magic sentinels but they're gigantic in this and uh he's trying to track down uh mordred who is his son but also as we learn is a mutant and then betsy needs help but she's cut off from kakoa so she doesn't have access to anyone so she goes to roma and who's the queen of the fairies and merlin's daughter i believe and she gets roma to help her to summon what was Excalibur essentially to Otherworld and with the with uh Bay, the Blood Moon, and a few other additions to the team. Also, they wanted to summon Jubilee, but they just got Shogo, which is hilarious. And yeah, <laughs> now we get a character arc of Shogo without Jubilee, but he's still a dragon. So I love how they love illustrate it. um. Betsy talking to Shogo, just like the little kids' drawings. Yes. And shit. It's fucking great. Like, do you want to take Aunt Betsy for a ride? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I like how he yeah, he's a little baby, but he's fucking kicking ass as a goddamn dragon. <laughs> they gotta get him a set of those buttons that they use to let dogs talk. Have you ever have you seen these on Instagram? The talking yeah, yeah. dog buttons. Oh yeah. Well yeah, when half your team's a telepath, it's it's fucking cake. You don't even you oh, know, yeah. it makes so it really the- easy. Uh, the best part of this issue is that they're like, we need help, we need someone that really knows Otherworld, and they go and they find fucking Kailun, who is <laughs> from Claremont's original Excalibur, and essentially like Claremont's like uh, Conan the Barbarian, uh, Lion-O, like mutant that he made for Excalibur, and we- I don't think we've seen him since, I don't know... How many times he's I, I'm up. not familiar with them because I've never read Claremont's Excalibur. Okay. So yeah, fuck yeah. Up, I got strong um, commandy vibes, so that that also tracks. Yeah, he's like all of those dudes. Um, yeah, and uh, then at the end they introduce that like one of the big uh, things in their quest is going to be um, the the Siege Perilous, which is. It's something. It's gonna be it's something. 
it's it's there uh, i uh my favorite part about this issue is that like she goes to roma and roma's and she's like hey can you like teleport me to krakoa because like i need i need backup like the the betsy's aren't cutting it right now and uh and roma's like well kind of and then it turns out to be a quest like nothing simple yeah. with fairies like ever never <laughs> the, so the thing good. i liked about this book um so Excalibur, I really liked Excalibur. We talked about a fair amount of the issues on here. Um, but Excalibur did was uh had the big job of like reintroducing Otherworld to uh the new X readers and to like people new from the Kokoa era and like uh you know setting up the Captain Britain core again. But now we finally get to like, you know, go on an adventure and Yeah, they get to do some stuff. Yeah. So I'm yeah. really excited um, for that portion, and uh, I can't wait. I love the seeing Teeny work with Bob Quinn because his art rules, and um, so you know, yeah, it probably... fits the vibe really well too. Yeah, mm-hmm. work. All right, well, I got Amazing Spider-Man number one. Uh, number one. No, no segue. Number one. Yeah, another Again? another Again? Amazing Spider-Man two thousands number one. Yeah, yeah right, just in time for nine hundred to come up, come up pretty soon, right? I, oh, yeah. uh, I I I saw that classic Doctor Manhattan meme. It's like it's nineteen ninety five. I'm buying Amazing Spider Man number one. It's two thousand four. <laughs> I'm buying Amazing Spider. It's two thousand and sixteen. I'm getting all the dates wrong, but yeah. Right. That's- well, <laughs> well, this is Amazing Spider Man number one by Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr., uh, Marcio Menez, and Scott Anna. He's back. I love me some JR Jr. Spider Man. And and I've I've talked shit on JR Jr. on this show in the past <laughs> vagrantly, and I apologize. I realize what the problem is. When he has an incredible inker and colorist, mm-hmm. he's fucking great. Yeah, and inks and colors really uh really It really, really it changes sell. the whole game. So what I've never hated JR Jr. I've only ever hated whoever was inking him so props to all the entire creative team here they're they're all killing yeah. it and i apologize I, I i i love this creative team and and jr jr is kind of like frank miller in that sense too like sometimes yeah. frank miller has bad inks and colors and it looks bad so yeah. yeah i i i love his spider-man i love his new york city i like his backgrounds um i love his rain uh, he draws rain yeah. really well he does mm, he rain does. really well. He does monsters really well. I just, I don't know. I like Jeremy Jr. But uh, so, the reason I bring up Spider-Man number one is because it is a perfect jumping on point, um, which is something I need more of in my life, apparently, is good Spider-Man jumping on points, because I'm always like 75 issues behind on Spider-Man. So if you're like me and you need an entry point into Spider-Man... Go grab this issue. And we get a lot, it's, there's like the, a, a lot of the mob villains. We get a lot of the Dick Tracy villains of, uh, of Spider-Man in this story. Yeah, like rigor. No, I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Tombstone and Hammerhead and, you know. White Rabbit. And White Rabbit, all the. <laughs> yeah, like. Classic some- mob villain, r- White Rabbit. <laughs> it's felt like Batman villains. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, so there's a power struggle between Tombstone and, um. The Rose, as he's calling himself now, uh, the Kingpin's son, Butch. So we get we get this mob war. We get 
monsters. We get, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, this is kind of rolling right out of Devil's Drain kind of with that stuff, right? It is a bit, yeah. And yeah. and we get this really sweet scene where Randy's asking uh, Tombstone for his daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> it's like, good luck, boss. That's, uh, that's, that's a, a tough family to marry into. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this. I like this kind of Spider-Man. And I'm glad that uh, it's back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of great comic books that have continued to go, I got nothing. and not gone back to number one, and not have gone back to number one. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> something is killing the children. Number twenty-two by James Tynan, Werther Deladera, and Mikael Amuerto. Um, I really wanted to just talk about this because this book's dope. Um, we and talked and about it in a while. Also and we worth just need mentioning to put that name out there. 21 is another perfect jumping on point. If you it is. Yes. if you miss a couple issues in the middle there, a lot of it was Erica's backstory, and now yeah. this is like a brand new kid and a brand new monster that is killing children. So it's like, it, you yeah, know, as long cool as you get the general idea one. of the book, which is the title, you can just jump in at 21. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, this are. one seems to be more like a kid that's more like Erica. Yeah. A little bit older, more independent. Clearly. Definitely uh, has a uh, an attitude problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, relatable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought the monster was kind of cool because they they're introducing some new ones now. This yeah. one appears to be more humanoid, potentially even like shapeshiftery. So that's kind of fuck cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just yeah, we get to know the the people, and then we got kind of inter- get introduced to like this. Um, it's hit woman. I I don't know lack of a better term. Um, well, she's she's from a different. Um, she's house. from a different house, but she's clearly just murdered an entire family and eaten half of them. Yeah, um, yeah, because and then cause gets. <laughs> that's ahead. like one of the biggest things from something skilled children that I really like is the. You know, we're introduced to monster hunters and with Erica, and we're like, oh, cool. There's somebody who like kills the boogeyman. They must be the good guy. And then you find out like, oh, no, no, they just keep it secret. So they have to kill anyone involved. So like yeah, and all these kids to be that crew. Yeah. And, well, they're all like that, except for Erica. She's the only one who doesn't yeah. always do that because she goes rogue. And this lady just really revels. She's she's way more sadistic. Like it's she had to like kill all these kids. Experiment. Yeah. Like she had to kill yeah. all these kids anyway. But the way she killed them was particularly gruesome. And it reminds like, me of the um, kind of like of what that arc of Doom Patrol with fucking the Jack Ripper guy. Like it kind of feels the like butterfly that. collector. Like, yeah, that kind yeah, of. It, that's aesthetic. what it felt like. Yeah. Um, and then she's get she gets the Manila folder to go kill Erica because she's kind of gone rogue a little bit. So that's the the dynamic we have here now. But yeah, this has been a really good book. Honestly, you know, we get the backstory from the last arc, uh, House of Slaughter. We get kind of some more information of some of the side characters. That's been really good too. Um, this book just needs to be talked about. Like, just read it. It's great. <laughs> just, pick just, up the deluxe just edition. Read it. Pick, yeah, picks up the deluxe edition. It's gorgeous. It'll look great on your shelf. It's real. It's a great read. Um, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it from issue one, and we just don't talk about it a lot. It's just one of those books. It's hard to like talk about a single issue, but I just you know, it needs to. 
<laughs> yeah, we have to keep reminding ourselves to bring up this book every now and again. Yeah, it's just such a good book to talk. It's one of those like, yeah, you read that? Yeah, yeah, it was dope. And like that, that's every issue. Like it was, it's every single one. It's like, yeah, that was really good. And we talked about the first issue on this show way back in the day. If you're feeling adventurous and want to go dig into our archives, yeah, and there was a there monster somewhere. in your backyard. Also, don't listen to it because I'm sure we sucked. Um, it was very early on. <laughs> we were still all recording in the same room together. But uh, that book kind of exploded at like right after that. Like it was, yeah. it was good. Like right, but then it kind of like kind of took off and became kind of this big thing. Uh, yeah, you know, no, that is true. But yeah, also the, there was a the monster summer. in your backyard while we were talking about it. It was. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, there yeah. was something. We made happening. it happen. We summoned it, and then we all got rich off of selling our number ones that we all had signed by Tynan. <laughs> you want to know something? Want to know something funny? I found mine in a in a in a short box filled with comics that weren't bagged and boarded. Oh, of course. Of fucking it's, course. It's currently sitting in this stack comics. Mine's brilliant. And boarded, my number. You know? One. Do you have any idea how much that costs? <laughs> I know it's. I, I when I saw it, I I audibly gasped. <laughs> yeah, like that's, Rachel that's... heard me in the other room, was like, "Is everything okay?" It's like, no, I just found a comic book that shouldn't be in the condition that it's in. I was the <laughs> idiot that bought the scared. variant, which is worth way less. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was big. I'm just like, oh, the Tynan's cool, or like Casey's like, yeah, this book's gonna be good. I'm like, all right, cool. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I happened to get the first printing of everything, so I think I have that somewhere. It's like uh, we're all we're all billionaires now. I just remember I didn't sell it, so no, I'm still broke. I remember yeah, right? buying um like missing Saga one by like a week, and then being mad mm. that I spent twenty bucks on eBay to get number one. I'm yeah, actually I'm so pretty sure I now, saved right? up the first like ten or so issues of something is killing the children and brought them on a beach trip. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> that feels accurate. God damn it. I'm just, uh, yeah. The eBay listing is may contain sand. Chaotic <laughs> evil. That's that's my vibe when it comes to my comic book collection. Yeah, and and y- you're the monster that we need to be hunting next. Jesus. <laughs> I'm the thing that's killing the children. That's, that's yeah. Spoiler alert. The children it's are comic It's funny, too, books. because like, I also found, like, right after finding that short box, it, that, it, that's like one of ten books that were like, holy shit, what is this doing here? Um, I found another box of just worthless books all bagged and boarded. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? Of course. Swap them out. Yeah, right? That's how that works. <laughs> all right. We're going to do top story. Fuck we're yeah. going to try. Let's Superman. He's being super. Being super. Well, yeah. kind of. Well, he's he's all right. I mean, he's trying. He's, uh, he's so, all right, man. <laughs> so at I I just had like a a core memory unlocked and congratulations. So when I was a kid, my I heard this story about the when my my uncles and my mom went to go see Superman in the movie theater in 1976-78, whatever year it came out, the original Christopher Reeve Superman. And right when Superman comes on screen, my uncle, who's like a teenager at this point, says out loud, loudly to the whole theater, it's super duper Superman," and like <laughs> gets the biggest laugh of his life and then proceeds to continue to say that oh, no. forever. No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't encourage that ever. <laughs> so oh, like, and my cousin's God. favorite comic book character is Superman. So it's not like it never got brought up. It was. It was brought up very frequently. Just constantly. Just constantly. Oh yeah, because it got oh. a laugh once. 
So he's just got to relive. He's been you know, chasing that grade. laugh for for forty fucking yeah. years. <laughs> just, 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 just eject it right into his veins. Yeah, man. <laughs> Not to jump back too far, but I just did an eBay search for something is killing the children number one, and I think my blood pressure just dropped. <laughs> Gotta watch out! You don't have a fucking stroke by looking at that eBay. Jeez, it's pretty high, right? That's yeah. a lot of money. It's <laughs> yeah, I know, it's I know mine's stupid. in good condition at least. Uh. Any. All right. Well. So there's a few things, I guess, that we should preface this top story with, right? There's this, this was kind of the, this is kind of the big, uh, culmination of a few different story arcs. Uh, Mm -hmm. so mostly this is, uh, you know, future state where we see Superman, uh, on war world, um, for, Tons and tons of years not being able to leave and trying to free people. Um, and we, we've covered like Fear State on here, which is, and um, a few other things, which all these books that were set up in Future, uh, future State kind of were going towards their directions in those books. So this is, this is that, the culmination of that Superman arc from there. And um, there's also. Uh, and story with uh, John Kent and going to meet the Legion, um, where in the future he finds out that the day that Superman goes to Warworld is kind of where the history of Superman ends. Um, and so there was, this was built up for a long time, and there's a, a few issues of action preceding this where... Um, Superman finds the the people, the these Kryptonians, the like long lost race of Kryptonians called the Philosians, uh, and they came from Warworld. So this is why he's where he is now, which is trying to go to Warworld and free them, and just free everyone there. So, which is it feels like a an overdue uh thing because you know he's been go- he's been fighting Mongol for like eighty years at this point. <laughs> and just allowing an entire planet to be enslaved, and and he also realizes that this is overdue, and that's definitely yeah, part, that's of part of the part. Yeah, yeah, part of the motivation. Yeah, which it, we'll get into, but a lot of it is like it's really fucking hard to free a society of people that do not think they are enslaved. You know, so it's like yeah, yeah, way easier to just punch a guy in the face, and this is this is Superman taking the opposite approach. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want the uh, Superman gets his crew montage, right? Book, they did that read, too. <laughs> read Grant Morrison's Superman and the Authority that came out recently, and that's the him assembling the crew. Yeah, that explains uh, why he's with these random superheroes that you may or may have never seen. Him if with. I didn't, yeah. if I didn't, if I hadn't read that, or had, if you hadn't had me read that the Superman issue when he. Um, Met up with the authority and Manchester. Oh, no, it Black was the before. elite. Have... Oh, the elite. That's what they were Oh, yeah. That I would was have no key. idea who these people were. That I do remember that. That was key. Yeah, the but. Manchester Black part. But um, but also uh this was the intended death of Superman part two, like <laughs> Electric yeah, yeah, Boogaloo, yeah. Death of Superman. Um, that Dan DiDio had planned for 5G. Like, the whole 5G thing was supposed to be, like, all legacy heroes coming into play, yeah. and, like, he was just going to kill all the originals 
And uh, luckily that didn't happen, but we're still getting a piece of it. This is like, hmm. he also wanted Superman to go f- super right wing and join the authority, like the authority. And Grant Morrison's like, let me write this so you don't. I, I can't <laughs> yeah. allow this to happen. Yeah. Yeah. They just threw themselves on the fucking grenade to make sure. Do you want, that do you want Dean happen. Keynes? This is how you get Dean yeah. Keynes. This is how you get fucking he, Dean Keynes. Yeah. They probably heard that. I was like, all right. Fuck it. I'll write Superman. Yeah. No, I didn't ask like, you to. I'm, I'm fucking writing Superman. That's exactly right? what happened. That's 100% not a How do you say like, no to Grant joke. Morrison when they come in the room and say I'm writing Spy- or you Superman? Don't. You're like, yeah. uh, he's, they, they've got yep. us. They got yeah. us. So what, what's your idea? What are, what, what's our play here? Say How no? many issues is it going to be? Yeah. <laughs> How much money do you need up front? Like, yeah. I feel like not much. It's just a matter of how long does he going to write it? But um, according to uh, Grant themselves uh, in their uh, newsletter, they said uh, Dan DiDio came to them with this idea of turning Superman far right. And Grant was like, motherfucker knew exactly what he was doing saying this to me. <laughs> yeah. Just takes he the like, clipboard out of his hand and goes, get out of my office. And push the, <laughs> he just, they push the right button to know it's like, all right, yeah, we want Grant to write Superman again. How do we do that without really asking him? <laughs> yeah, they, inse- they, they inceptioned it in, into their yeah, head. Like exactly. they, they made it sound like it was their, it, just their idea. Just pissed them off because Grant had the idea for that story and then Philip Kennedy Johnson I guess explained what his plan was, so they kind of meshed. I kinda, yeah, the, I love how they've meshed together. Yeah. like reading them all together now, and like reading this arc, like they kind of fit perfectly. They together, do. The, they really the fucking stories. do. They, and it, it, they did a really good job. Yeah, and and to like Grant's credit, they also said like I was supposed to write action for a while in if in the five G plan, but I'm so glad Philip Kennedy Johnson took the mantle yeah, because because they're, they're Superman. Even it. reading those books back to back or side to side by side their supermans feel very similar yeah like yeah. tone they, and how they act they and both stuff. They, get yeah. it like big yeah, time yeah yeah they get yeah. superman exactly they fucking yeah, yeah. get it yeah all right well anyway now the book so <laughs> 10 uh action comics 1036 starts off with superman on his ship with the authority and um there this is them heading to war world uh going to, you know, free people. Um, we also get this scene with uh, this guy who's like the, uh, he's like part of the planet UN. Yeah. He's just a good United, like, galactic United, United Nations. Yeah, um, United yeah. Federation of Planets I think is what it's called, or United <laughs> Something of Planets. Um, and he's, he's like writing a letter. Uh, he's a Durlin, which is like, usually they're like robes with tentacles coming out and uh they're shapeshifters <laughs> but he he just looks like a purple dude um anyway uh yeah he he's writing a letter and then some guy interrupts him and tells him that superman is on his way to war world and that uh he's going to go save the uh the Felosians, and he's like what you've never that you like that's not that's true not a- yeah, that's not a word. Never say that yeah, fucking word. Not, Go dude, fuck off. That's dude. not a word. <laughs> dude. The fucking, he's like, that's not a word. If you say that word again, 
You're, you will die in the same obscurity as your sow mother. This dude turned on this guy hard. Yeah, yeah the, the, the <laughs> heel turn immediately. Because, yeah, it starts out with him like being, he's like, oh, the peace and the beauty of... He's like this quiet of, old man. You feel yeah, like he's like, like, kind of re- I, retired Meditating almost. in the eternal yeah. gardens that they've tended for, for millennia. And then like yeah. the kid comes in and he's like, Oh, we should talk more often. Your mother was such a a, a special person to me, and she was my mentor. And, and the, no. like, your counsel is always appreciated. And then he says Felosians, and he's just like, "You go, you fuck off, and you die. You die right now, like immediately." You and it's your mother. Like, yeah, you and your poor mother. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was so brutal. clearly, dude is in his feelings about Felosians. Dude it's, got it's triggered. Like, hard. It's like Bilbo with the ring. With like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just fucking freaked out. All right, so then we cut back to Superman <laughs> on the good vibe ship. Um, <laughs> dude, love it. They, they, SS good vibes. They, they start approaching the planet and they start seeing like debris around it and just like bodies like hung up in discs. And um, I don't know, it's hardcore. And Batman, like, yeah, Superman goes um, outside and uh, there's this like really good part that is one of my favorite parts of the whole arc where Manchester is like, mm-hmm. there's God knows how many uh, millions of living slaves down there and he stops to cry over one nameless corpse. I'll never understand it. And then, uh, uh, was it Leah? Or... I think it's Light yeah, Ray. Yeah, Light, Light Ray. Light Ray, yeah. Yeah. Light Ray's like, I'd like to. I'd like to know what that's like to care so much about everyone. Which is kind I- of just... You know, sums up Superman. Perfect Superman. Superman. That's his whole vibe, man. It sums up all of the people he brought too. Like clearly, like they're all uh, they're all broken. Yeah, and like they just don't understand why Superman would even feel that way. Like they can't even begin to understand it. Which I thought was it was a to start this arc with that. It's like okay, all right, this is where we're at. This is our starting point. Yeah, and then (laughs) they uh, so then they see a hologram man on uh on the planet and they're like i think that's for us so then they go down <laughs> and the hologram man does you. monologue and he's like you know <laughs> mongol loves death yada yada and yeah you know you got to follow corpses and so then they Dude. see these like corpses on pikes on like a a walkway it's like i think that's uh i think that's where we're supposed to go i guess yeah, yeah it's a, a, a bunch. superman symbol yeah. yeah, the arts and crafts and all- budget on War World, man. Let me tell <laughs> you. I mean, there's nothing else to do. There are there is murder and arts and crafts. Those are your options. Yeah. And Go your crafts bodies. Whoever built this road of dead bodies with Superman symbols carved into their chest, do you think he like stepped back when he was done and just was like admired his work? Oh, of course. Like had a uh, nice. The, yeah, absolutely. The local Michaels Ab- has a morgue attached to it. <laughs> it's just corpses <laughs> and spikes. Um, I, I will also say I, I think an important distinction is that it's not just any corpses, it's the Felosians. Like they yeah, they yeah. murdered like a pantheon of Felosians like hun- just to Yeah, hundreds ju- yeah, of so them. There's like, just to get his attention. There's so there's like, like uh, the already house of almost El- extinct. There's like the yeah. House of El symbol on like all the corpses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the and- big old fuck you. It is a it is a very d- deliberate fuck you. So one of the and things kind of the talk- yeah. one of the things the hologram no, man mentions and one thing that we learn throughout a lot of the arc is how the war world residents uh, uh, mm-hmm. view death. And um, so when you die, 
they view the the death kind of like you become your murderer's slave in death, and that's represented by chains. The more people you murder, the more chains you get, the more links in the chain you get that bind your arms, and that is a symbol of pride. And they explain it later on as that's pretty much the only thing of worth in Warworld is how many chain links you have. Yeah, um, you're it's iron. a symbol of strength as well. Like yeah. they, they believe, like when you kill them, you get their power mm-hmm. as well, and you bind and, them and with it's the heavy links. as fuck. The more the more chains yeah. you have, that like the heavier it is. Therefore, like well, yeah, like yeah. the longer your chain, the more badass murderer you are. Right. It's a also, really fucking cool character, like a uh, uh, cultural like signifier. There's a lot of like uh, yes. cultural world building in this that is really cool. Um, really cool. the, the other thing about that, though, that is significant for Superman is that if you haven't killed anyone, you're a weakling. You're considered weak. Yeah. Yep. So that is and obviously... And it's obvious for, just from looking at you because you don't have any links in your chain. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> oh, right. Yep. <laughs> gotta, gotta link them all. Gotta link them up. So <laughs> they get down to kind of what is just like a Coliseum pit. Um, Superman floats down and gives a very heroic speech <laughs> to everyone, and they're like, "Who's this fucking guy?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I also love that he does the the speech in the most common language on Warworld, which is mm. really fucking cool. Yeah, because it's like he's not just going down there like, "Yes, I speak English. I am your white savior," and it's like, "Who the fuck?" Yeah, what's he saying? <laughs> yeah, he, what's this he weak knew guy or saying? learned the language at some point, and that's the most common on Warworld, so most people know what he's saying. Yeah, they meet. He's so inclusive. Ooh. Again, it fits right in with Grant Morrison's where, like, uh, uh, Superman says, like, ladies, gentlemen, other. <laughs> this yeah. is fucking, yeah. <laughs> My dude knows, you know? Then they meet uh, Chadle, who is the, uh, the strong, the, like, the person with the most iron in Warworld. And the um, least limbs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know about least. I, he has one out of four, so least i would say he's probably got, this guy doesn't missing, look so tough I'll say he's only that. missing one out of four also do you think that it's pronounced chattel as in chattel slavery yeah yeah it's a hundred percent intentional yeah it's yeah i don't think that's a coincidence it's yeah. a it's a good illusion to make but wow yeah it's brutal <laughs> yeah. um so then they meet uh what is essentially uh mongols uh black order like you know if you're familiar with endgame yep. and Thanos. And those guys, it's, it's that, but it, they're cooler because one of them is a fucking iron golem with a baby that controls it. <laughs> that, is, that was pretty dope. The, Dude, the, these dudes are pretty fucking badass. Yeah. The baby the, with its own Megazord. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the crew that they have assembled, it, that's pretty good. Yeah, Honestly, they, they yeah, the some, most lame one is the dope. one that's like the most obvious uh, a ripoff of the, uh, what's his face? The the one sorcerer guy. Yeah. Oh, Ebony Moth. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's just Ebony Moth. That's just the same person, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, the other ones look one more distinct. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the Viking dude that just has a blade for an arm. Like, that sh- dude's fucking yeah. dumb. <laughs> I want these uh, these action figures. Yeah, they're fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're 100% cooler than the Batman who laughs. <laughs> like, just yeah. saying that now. 
Yeah, and then they like immediately out Superman in because we I think we talked about this a little bit, like with the gray hair, and they kind of immediately out that they've been trying to cover up that he's slightly depowered and Enchantress has been using like right. her magic to sh- and magic which is uh, to show that yeah. he's more powerful. And that was than a storyline from Philip Kennedy Johnson Superman arc. Yeah. So there like this is why I started the whole top story with a preface of like the different story arcs because there's like four or five that this is kind of built upon. Yeah. Um so then, yeah, and they it, talk about that in, in the Superman and the Authority, too, of, like, he's trying to, like, do exercises. He, like, levitates for four hours a day to try and, like, stay fit. And it's yeah, like, he has to exercise for the first time ever. I like yeah. that he's rocking the grays. He's not, you know, he's not doing the Just for Men action. You know, he's really well, he wearing. was using he was, the Manchester he, Black Just for Men. He was using magical Just for Men, and then they, 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 they fucked them over. I mean, so shoe polish the, works in a pinch, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Now he's got the Reed Richards streak. Yeah, I dig it. So that that's where the the first issue ends, and then the next one picks up, and a portion of it is the battle between the Authority, Superman, and these champions, and um, the Authority and Superman they just get fucked up, dude. They get Real their asses bad. handed. Except to them. Manchester yeah. Black, <laughs> who manages to get one over pretty good on the Ebony Mall guy. By yeah, he just hits him with a fucking <laughs> stick. I like, dude, oh, the Ebony so Mall good. dude's like, oh, I've, I've defended against your psychic things yeah. and I, uh, magic doesn't hurt me. He's like, <laughs> alright, what about this stick, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what about this broken broom handle? How does that feel? He's like, yeah, sometimes you gotta do it old school and just beats the shit out of this dude, which is pretty great. Yeah, he's the only one I feel like that fares well, like you said. Yeah, I love everyone that else kinda Manchester Black is crushed. like, what if Constantine was even shittier? Like what? Like <laughs> yeah, how is that possible? Right. right. <laughs> and like somehow like more powerful too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, like, he's not- a telepath. He's he's, he's got, he's got Omega. telepath. Yeah, I was just about yeah. to say he's got Quentin Choir vibes. Constantine is crappier. Yeah, Constantine yeah. can get be, out right? of like anything by you know, like just magic that he has. Yeah, in his he's got to be more. He's got to be more resourceful because he doesn't have like right omega level <laughs> telepathy to fall back on. <laughs> and he's he got that like pinch. Bukowski swagger about him. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Oh man, Apollo Apollo gets so fucked up. Apollo gets like swatted away by a, by a monster and then he's like, oh uh, he like dusts himself off and he's like, well, you know, on Earth we expect some kind of a little bit of trash talk and then he goes back for round two and just gets just gets impaled in the heart. And that's how you piss off a Midnighter. That's, that's how you get a oh, mad Oh yeah, that's how you midnighter. get a really mad, uh, not Superman. He is a uh, Not Batman either. <laughs> not Batman. Murder, murdery Batman is murdery very Batman. mad. <laughs> like, Enchantress gets eaten by this giant woman that turns into, like, a snake thing. Uh, is they beat the hell out of Omac and Light Ray, too, right? The baby Sentinel dude ends up Killing Light Ray, right? Baby yeah, Sentinel. she dies. Yeah, go because she tries to save the baby. She's like, "Oh shit, that big one is holding oh, yeah, the baby." Oh yeah, the baby's. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. and she, so she goes. She's like, "Don't worry, I'll save you." And the baby's like, "You should not have come here." And it's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Oh, oh shit, the baby's oh. in charge. Flee! <laughs> it's the worst Death <laughs> Stranding boss. It's 
just yeah <laughs> yeah this uh, this gave no, me vibes I, I read this right before step by bloody step and i was like oh god it's the same <laughs> it's the same, oh, it's no. the same suit of armor run away <laughs> <laughs> and uh Ugh. so superman takes on mongol and one of the things that mongol talks about is as they're like fist fighting um that th- his Mongol's father, Mongol who was, which is how they refer oh, so, to the the so badass the Mongol. It's a ranking. really smart way to to dis- differentiate between Mongols. Yeah, you don't need to remember well, like, anything else because if you're the Mongol who is, then you're fine. Like calling yourself the Mongol who is, like that's so fucking badass. Like it's like I am the one who's here. Like, yeah, all the I other killed ones all the died. Other ones. I killed all yeah. the other ones. I I am the Mongol who is, and you can just put anything after that. Going to kill you, <laughs> running world. It doesn't fucking matter, and it's just it's like I will awesome. say, it's, it's like it's OG a- uh, Facebook statuses. Remember oh, those? that's right? good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to to your uh, you know, like uh, to to knock you down a peg on that one, bit of a rip off on Dark Side is. Uh, yeah, that's fine. He's trying to be Dark Side. That's cool, but I'm, it's. That's also dope. <laughs> he's like Dark Side is is the original fucking dope though. He's like punchy yeah, Dark like it's Side. A, it's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. punchy Dark Side. But yeah, but like the wants same to principle. Be dark Side. Yeah. Mm. He's looking know, up. He's doing not, okay. not smart enough. Not smart. He's definitely enough doing okay, but he he's definitely trying to up his game by killing Superman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. So anyway, trying to get invited to dinner. What I was trying to say <laughs> was that uh, <laughs> Mongol explains that. Um, Warworld used to be run off of furnaces that ran that like took dead bodies as fuel. Like so like all the of course. all the corpses that they had lying around because there were plenty just kind of went into this furnace. Um he replaced that with solar generators that run off of uh red suns. So Superman immediately yeah. is like, that's not good. That's uh Yeah, like He's already depowered, and then right. he just walked onto a planet that's making him even less powerful. Yeah, the yep. planet it, it doesn't it doesn't run on red sun energy because there is no sun on Warworld. It is a red sun. Basically, oh, it just the gives, core yeah. gives off red sun energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The core of the planet yeah. is a red sun, basically. Yeah, yeah. Not great. It's the yeah, opposite of big dick energy. Wrong. Superman's <laughs> like at least for su- at least for Superman. Superman's like yeah. I really appreciate that you interior decorated before I got here. But I don't know if you had to go that far. Could you have picked any other color, please? <laughs> it would have been way better for me. It's just for me so green. much orange. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> you think the you think you just pick up a like a like a war world generator at IKEA? Is that yeah, man. They got everything. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but then you got to put it together, and it never looks the way it did when uh, yeah. you were in you the always store. Always got an extra bolt. Yeah, or it just like wobbles just a little bit, but like <laughs> it's not well, enough. Yeah, because you can't tighten world. Uh. You can't tighten the screws on your world generator with an Allen key. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> fucking tough. Uh. <laughs> it's actually funny that you mentioned that because one of the details that they talk about later on is that like underneath all of the structures that have been built and built and rebuilt, there is actually a planet. But the way that they have built on top of this, like, husk of a dead planet is, like, just different cultures that have been, like, enslaved and different, yeah. like, technologies. So it's just, like, scrap on scrap on scrap. Yeah. So it kind of is, like, a particle board. Like, it's, it's basically <laughs> just yeah, Ikea. Yeah. It's Ikea it's the planet. It's just hodgepodge together. <laughs> Bir- <laughs> birch plywood, man. 
Gotta love it. We're we're not gonna <laughs> yeah. get sponsored by IKEA after this. <laughs> oh fuck! It's sturdy. Ain't have going I, anywhere. Have I have I ruined my chances of working for IKEA? <laughs> I've disparaged. <laughs> I've disparaged our IKEA over. Dream job. If I could just build them all day, dream job. Anyway, that's, Mongol that's is. I hate that I, job. IKEA. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Woof. There's also this um, plot with the with the guy with the uh, the old dude who got really mad. Um, and Galactic Federation of yeah, people. Whatever, right? whatever yeah, whatever they are. Um, whatever we're gonna call them. The, it's it's the space UN. Um, yeah. So they they're watching like things unfold on Warworld, and they're like, uh, "What should we do?" You know, uh, Superman is our greatest ally and our greatest asset. And we can't, you know, let him die. And then the the guy that we we met, he's like, "We're gonna do nothing." It's like, oh, all right. Sick. Well, that's a classic, politician for you. Classic you. It doesn't matter the scale. It's all the same. Yeah, it's all yeah. The that was my same. first thought reading well, this. I his was other like, this feels familiar. his other thing yeah. was talking about like. It's like if we take down Warworld, then we're gonna have immigrants. You don't want a bunch of murderers. I was like, yikes. Yep. Yeah. And the other fucking, half of it was fucking yikes. If if we go help Superman and they lose, Mongo's yeah, just made, gonna be mad at yeah. us and he's gonna fucking kill us. So we don't want that. We don't want that. Heat. We'll just let Superman and Mongol destabilize each other, and then we'll go in and take all the oil. <laughs> um, the other thing I thought that was interesting, kind of talking about what you mentioned, RJ, earlier, is. He one of the people says, you know, let it be recorded on this day. Superman of Earth died. Mm. And I'm wondering if that is what triggers in the future all the records of Superman stopping because per this body, he died at the beginning of all. Well, And John is very they're very specific in that in that uh, arc too, where they talk about how it's not the day Superman died. It's the day that his like Superman's history stopped. So right, and I think this is that day, that, right? Like they declare yeah. the, the history of Superman because he died, quote unquote, according to. So these there's people. lots of like close-ups on the on that on the guy in the UN's mouth, and like, uh, yeah. we we haven't. So this arc is about to hit a second um phase, and we haven't gotten there yet, as this book is still coming out. But I think that we're going to eventually get back to that storyline because Mongol does mm-hmm. have another line later where he mentions that um he can't kill Superman because he needs them he needs him alive for his plans for the the he's, yeah he's space making UN. a play on the, the galactic scale yeah. with the UN and if Superman dies he will lose and something we haven't gone back to that plot yet cuz as soon as we exit this current issue it kind of becomes fully about Warworld so yeah, but also, yeah, that guy yeah. clearly did war crimes to Flosians, like one hundred percent. that that guy's a war criminal. Like that guy's a some kind of Hitler against Flosians. Or well, if the way he reacted, I was wondering if, yeah, he could be the one that sold so them right. out. I was gonna say maybe, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Maybe yeah, he, he sold he them to Mongol in exchange like for safety or money or yeah, something we, like that. Yeah, we yeah. we learned that like the way War World restocks is essentially goes onto like, uh bountiful planets and just kills takes like takes everyone and like kills the planet and Dude, just that i think that's the next issue is like oh my god there's like a couple pages of scene in there it's just fucking heartbreaking yeah 
but we so, can get to that. Everyone gets uh, just thrashed, and then uh, it kind of goes to uh, kind of time skips a little bit, where Superman is now just like fighting every day for his life. And um, oh well, you missed him like straight up dying. He straight up died. Oh, at he, the end he of gets the last like issue. impaled by the kryptonite. Dingy. Yeah. And he and he and he dies. To which they mention because it's like the um, fake Ebony Ma is talking to Mongol. Oh, and he's the pyramid like, hey, thing. I brought- yeah, and he's like, well, I brought him back because you need him, but like, I you That's should right. also just kill him. But like, That's I probably him back for you. like uh, Genesis. Yeah, then they do this big speech, like talking about how Mongol is the master of sorrow <laughs> and the master of dark side, <laughs> the master of Mongol who was, and you know all this stuff, just listing off his may or may not be uh, exaggerated achievements. Well, it's it's because Superman beat all of those people, and he beat Superman. Oh, so now he gets all that cred, yeah. Yes. Good point. They, they have everyone like, chained up. Mongol hands Superman an axe, and wants him to murder yeah. um, the guy who failed him. Uh, oh, who let Midnighter get away. Yeah, he Midnighter let Midnighter escapes. get away. Because Midnighter escaped and all of this. Omac gets some fucking punches in, uh, but she get you know gets taken out yeah. pretty quickly so, too. So Mongol hands her man an axe and he just throws it away and it ends up using it to cut Light Ray down. Yeah. Uh, Mongol ends up picking up the axe and ends up murdering her. And that scene is heartbreaking because she gets final words and he's like, like, I don't know when or how, but I know we'll see you again. And it's just, oof, so brutal. And yeah, now we get to the underground, right? Because then we have Kind of Omac and Steel, I think it's Steel, right? Kind yeah, of Omac and in, Steel are like in the getting their yeah. links, but they're in they're meeting up with the Forge guy, and I think eventually toward the, the end they're going to be the ones fighting in the gladiatorial rings because they're the fighters. Yeah, yeah, Omac and Steel. Yeah, so and she, yeah, and they're separate from uh, Superman, who gets thrown in with the rust of the uh, the slaves and Felosians, really. The ones yeah. that are left, at least. So the rest of the, these issues kind of split into, like, the different groups, where you have Superman yeah. uh, fighting day-to-day and trying to work to, um, like, unbrainwash the Felosians and get mm-hmm. want them to resist. And then you get uh, Midnighter, who managed to escape and um, is building an underground resistance and is going to take down um, this solar battery that they put Apollo in, because now they're using Apollo to um, fuel one of the generators. Yeah, he's basically yeah. one of the suns in the, in the center mm-hmm. of the planet. Yeah. yeah. And Superman doesn't want, that, that, want him to rescue Apollo, because if he does, then it will shut that generator off and will destroy the planet, killing you know, lots of people. Yeah. Die. Uh, so that's kind of where the story takes us. Uh, Superman, um, starts his narration because he's a, he's a, a journalist and he's like, I feel like I have to write, record my thoughts. And, um, he starts fighting more and more and he meets this one Felosian, Krillux, who he, he seems to be like maybe a leader or something happened where he kind of like fell into a de facto leader role. He might be the only one left. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um and he 
kind of helps Superman out, which is by like telling him that he's fighting wrong. He's like, you're fighting like you still have superpowers, but you don't. Like, you're immortal. Yeah, you can't block axes with your arm, <laughs> yeah. you fucking idiot. <laughs> so there's this kind of small arc where Superman becomes friendlier and friendlier with her, with him, and then ends up going, all right, teach me how to fight like a, like a war zone, like uh, one of the fighters in War World. This scene where they talk about, they get kind of brought to this ceremony when they basically go to this ceremony and realize that war world get as you were mentioning they get all of these species and they use them in their fights oh and they they take them prisoner and then but there's this ceremony when the last of them dies yeah. that they all gather and watch it's like when the last of a species realizes, passes yeah and he realizes like this has probably happened this has been happening for thousands of years yeah. and just it's like, like way way longer than he had thought and they also explain yeah. that, like, the war zones, like, the, the war world residents get everyone together to witness this. And it's like a mm-hmm. joint, um, joint event because the war zones view it as finally conquering the last of a species. But then the rest of everyone else is viewing it as, like, this is what's going to happen to us. Because yeah, exactly. these civilizations. It's like deep mourning. Yeah. Yeah. It- yeah. And yeah, they it celebrate is, and everyone else is mourning. It's it's, it's such a brutal. good uh cultural building and, and culture building in this uh this scene. Cause it, yeah, you get a perfect like it, it, and the you know, there's also some allusions to like the, the writings on the wall are not ones that the war zunes can read. Like the blood priests are reading so, and, and Superman's like well, that writing is like, clearly going the wrong direction. Yeah, he realizes they're, just they're not shit up. they're not reading yeah. it. And he re- yeah. recognizes it from the Genesis fragment, which I kind of yes ended until the end of this arc. I was like, okay, cool. That that really <laughs> plays that that plays into um, what Superman finds out, like by living with these people, is just how brainwashed they are. Because a lot of them mm-hmm. were born there and have never known anything outside of War World, and that they view Mongol as a hero. And like they're like, look at look at you, Superman. You can't even. Uh, fight him at all like you're so weak like obviously mongol is the better of you and every time he fights against mongol and loses it just reaffirms their belief right uh, of that and there's thing. This, it's like yeah well yeah, yeah and there's especially like this these two um this brother and sister that really look up to mongol mm-hmm. that superman kind of kind of uh especially like focuses on on trying to uh help and uh you know, de-brainwash them. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, the scene with them is fucking crazy. Because, yeah, they, like, they're mm-hmm. standing there, and Mongol, like, walks up, and they're like, Mongol, Mongol, you're our hero. Like, you're, you're the greatest, and we love you, and so say the dead, which is, like, they're, like, kind of catchphrase for the planet or whatever. And Mongol's like, oh, yeah, you want to be a war zone? Kill your fucking brother. And, yeah. and then she's like, uh, and he's like, oh, okay, you, you're not going to do it? So, little boy, you're a fucking war zone. Kill your sister. And he's like, oh, you're both pieces of shit? Fine, I'll kill you both. And Superman saves them, and that's, that's an impetus for a really cool scene that he, like, it's like the most Superman scene in this entire thing where he talks to those kids. Um, I think it's in the yeah. next issue. Me. That's the next issue. Like, that whole scene is the next issue, but we're kind of moving right I'm, into I'm it. I'm trying yeah. to, like, 
I was trying to streamline everything Talk about the because I realized yeah because a lot of this is really like the Superman but like you get pieces of yeah. like the Midnighter plot popping up in there um most of that plot is really like Midnighter like I'm gonna go fuck shit up and Superman's like God, just mm-hmm. hold on Hold on a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If you do that, whoa, we're just all gonna me fucking out. die. Hear me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know these dudes kind of suck, but, like, even the War Zunes, like, I, he's not here just to save them. He wants to save everybody on Warworld, regardless of who they are. And Yeah, and that's another, there's a really done. good scene where he's talking to Midnighter, and Midnighter's like, look, you lied to us. You knew, like, you, you said that there was hope, and there's yeah. no fucking hope. You knew you were depowered. You fucking lied. And he's like, you you brought us here. You brought the authority here under false pretense, and we're all gonna fucking die, and it's your fault. Like, why do you care about these people that don't want to be saved more than us? And Superman says, "I don't care about them more than you, but not less." And like, ah, right. it's fucking. It's as he's so passing good. out too. Like as he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he just got his <laughs> ass handed to him for like the fortieth yeah. time in this arc. <laughs> yeah. So Su- Superman's arc in this story. Uh, essentially goes to um, he doesn't want Midnighter to take Apollo out because that will destabilize the planet and he's like I need a better way and then uh, was what the dude's name again why do I don't remember oh uh, Curl Curl Ox um, he's like okay I think I have a have a plan so he him and Superman sneak out at night and go down to the necropolis, which is this like really deep underground spot in Warworld uh, that was like not something that was Mongol built. It was like something from the uh, like the original Warworld that people have built on top of. And uh, they find Genesis, which is uh, what was powering the Warworld ships. Um, that crash on Earth, and that that like little fragment caused almost caused an international war on Earth because people were fighting over it as a power source, and their plan is to just to to just shove in Superman, <laughs> give him powers, <laughs> so can, yeah, so he could power back yeah. up, yeah. And Superman's like, "Well, I need yeah. powers, so I'll snort your weird part of the prequel, <laughs> your crystal yeah, thing." Part of the prequel plot with the the Felosians that crash landed on Earth was that one of them, got like like overpowered on Genesis yes. and is now yeah. in like stasis. We'll get to that at like the very and like end. And it's like spasming because like, she she's like yeah no she's like having withdrawal. yeah she's having seizures because she's going through withdrawal and she, she needs part of the Genesis like yeah. juice to like conveniently get through it. They seem as conveniently you know linked up with Superman, you know, like getting it and it's like oh gee nothing bad is gonna happen to clark because of that (laughs) and then we get a uh we get a midnighter it kind of takes a break and we get a midnighter only issue which is awesome you just fucking shit up (laughs) i love i love him just just beating the shit out of everyone like no holds barred killing a fuckload of people and then everyone's like look it's superman (laughs) he's like you guys you guys really think we all look alike huh Uh, also Here's a hint. Superman doesn't kill this many people with like well, wanton disregard. Like, yeah. yeah. I just <laughs> murdered all these people. What yeah. are you talking about? It's like it's bad enough I get Batman all the time. Now Superman. <laughs> Superman comparisons like are just rude. They, um, yeah, he's like, like this is like just how insulting. He's doing it. 
I like how they're doing all this, and as they're doing it, because obviously it's taking a lot of time to murder all of these mm-hmm. people. They're kind of showing the legacy and the reputation of Superman on Warworld growing as more and more people kind of start buying into it, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then oh oh, and before we get too far along, I wanted to point out I didn't want to like overstep the plot, but now we're past it, so. Um, when he's talking to the little kids after Mongol almost fucking murders them, there's this whole part where he's like, your ancestors left home because they wanted to like search the galaxy for two, two things that they prized above everything else, truth and justice. Uh, everything Mongol preaches is a lie. Protecting others doesn't make you weak, it makes you strong. You're only alive because your sister saved your life. Like, that's a power that Mongol will never have. Yep. Like, and, and like that whole scene plants these seeds in this in this whole like slave community of like oh shit and oh, mongol okay. or not mongol a uh, midnighter even gets his own version of that too when he accidentally um or not accidentally he he breaks someone's irons and they're like what do you fucking do like that i worked so hard to get that like and then um he's like oh Sorry, I don't give a shit about your weird planet with all your propaganda. Like, they're just lying to yeah. you. Like, they, they keep your hands bound so you can't rebel against uh, against them. Like, what are you, an idiot? Mm-hmm. And just like, I love yeah. Midnighter's... Yeah, he's, like, his, he's like, show me what his you can do without those chains. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Midnighter's version, I like that they both get that kind of speech, but that's so distinct to the character. You have nothing to yeah. lose but your chains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the way the way he phrases it, I'm, I'm gonna find it. Keep going, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll find it. Um, well, Min- Midnighter's story ends with him about to uh, actually go save Apollo, but then he gets word that uh, Mongol is kind of unleashing, um, what are they beasts on? Yeah, uh, the best way to put on it. like the. Um, the slaves so he needs to go there and then that's actually where the two stories kind of meet up and he links with superman um the line is specifically like he's talking he like tells the lady just like okay like uh if any of you get tired of wearing a leash and do and doing what you're told come along with me for the rest of you Showing off your chain while you tell me how tough you are doesn't land like you think it does. Yeah. And then he has the line of like, if you want to show me what you're made of, show me what you can do without it. It's like, okay, yeah, no, that's fucking great. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, and then the 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 last issue is just it's it's um they're they're being shit up. They're Superman <laughs> is Superman has specifically they fight Omac who is right been turned oh. because they've prom- promised that they will resurrect Light Ray and Superman's like you know they're just lying right mm. like yeah. you know they're not gonna do that you know we live on like, earth anyway. with like Lazarus pits and <laughs> magic and like you know like we, you everyone, know how many times I've died yeah, I was just everyone we Two know has died and come back I died in <laughs> Justice League today like same day <laughs> that this issue came out I also died in Justice Superman, League so like yeah. chill Superman died. is fighting her oh no he fucking dies in that book but anyway continue <laughs> Superman rips off Omak's uh, exosuit and they start breaking down and they're like, you're right, I was only, you know, I would do anything for uh, Light Ray, like, I, you know, this is the only reason why I did it, and he's like, you'll see her again, just, and you won't have to sell your soul to do it, which is also just a great moment. 
Um, mm-hmm. and that's when Mongol yep. comes in. Uh, and then that's kind of where that, that fighting arc uh, is kind of like next the the next part of this arc is going to be kind of the the throwdown. Well, especially well, because like a- after he... he's fighting Mongol, he like they're they're fighting and the uh the the wizard guy with the Genesis thing shows up with like a giant like dinosaur that he's riding and he's like uh like Midnighter says specifically like hey that thing is what we need oh no no not Midnighter the other Flosia guy he's like that's yeah. the piece we need. If you can get that, we can change the tide of this war. We, we can, can power fight. you up. Yeah, so like we can actually fight this war without having to like do it in a clandestine like spycraft really kind of way. Ends. He gets he gets that thing, and the uh, assumption is he kind of breaks it or uses it, and Superman might be freaking juice to the gills now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we also learn that kinda, uh, yeah. Genesis might be sentient. Uh, Lois Lane. We cut back to like yeah. on Earth, and Lois Lane is looking for. The Genesis fragment, because um, uh, the the Felosian on Earth is going into withdrawal, and she's like, I think I know where it is. So she meets up with, with um, Irons, and he is keeping it safe. And um, then they're like, I, something started happening with it, and uh, they hear Superman on Warworld um, yeah. because they're close to that piece. So they think that Genesis is like sentient energy, which, and also because like like steel, uh, OG Steel, um, so he's been like doing experiments with it ever since Lois gave it to mm-hmm. him to like keep safe, and he's like, yeah, sometimes it reacts before I can do the experiment, like it's watching me, like, mm-hmm. and sometimes it like they they correspond, like pieces of it will react to other pieces, like they're like they're quantum yeah. uh, entangled. And, and then, this piece like, is probably reacting to whatever Clark just did on Warworld. Yeah, it's like it's quantum entanglement in the in the most tangible sense. It's like when one yeah. piece is, thing happens, the other piece reacts. You're like, yeah. So that's fucking cool. Yeah, man. Now we're gonna have yeah. fucking Superman be Superman, and now fucking Mongols gonna be. Fucked. Yeah, the tide has been turned, and like. They, he, the the yeah, first they do page a really of that good... should just be him vaporizing Mongol with heat vision. Yeah. Just like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Um, but yeah, then, then you have to deal with, like, uh, as the shithead in the UN pointed out, refugees. Uh, can't stay on that planet. It can't be sustained because it's, a, it's, gonna, it's just a giant bomb at some point. It's going to explode. <laughs> and you can't, you can't save Apollo without exploding the planet. So, like, they have to rescue everyone. And most of those people don't want to be rescued. So it's the, right. it's still the culture war. Uh, but they do a really good job of showing the resistance building. Like at one point, Superman is talking in his cell to the Flosians and to Midnighter. And like some other guy who we never met, who is just like listening. He's like a completely different species. And he's just like in the same like cell block. He just like is looking at Superman and he like he just draws the S in the sand and says hope. And it's like there's like yeah. oh he's touching people that he's not even directly communicating to because just his actions speak louder than anything yeah. Mongol could ever drill into their heads, you know? Exactly. And yeah. Midnighter yeah. too like, is indomitable hope. You can see Midnighter's um army too, where he has like those the knotlings, like the little 
little guys on Warworld with, and he get, he like arms them, and he starts a rebellion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You wanted to fight back. This is what fighting back looks like. Put on your big alien pants." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so good. Yeah, because the guy's like, "Oh shit! Like, what are we gonna do? There's so many of them. They're so strong." And he's like, "Oh yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's you want to fight? Let's fucking go." Me too, bro. Oh, Let's also we this. forgot to mention that like the first time he gets compared to Superman, he's like, "Is that Superman?" And he throws up. Which is hilarious. (laughs) Well, yeah, he also got the shit kicked out of him. It just, yeah, he throws up and passes out, and they're like, well, that... It's like, look, it's Superman! That's (laughs) anticlimactic. Also, I would like to point out, uh, they did a really good job of just making... Like, the story is, is chugging along so dramatically that I didn't notice until now we're talking about it. Where the fuck is Manchester Black and Enchantress? Uh, Manchester Black has been is was being tortured by Ebony Mall guy. He says that because he's okay. like, and, and Enchantress got ed up by their yeah sorceress. Yeah, so, like, so they've but been, like, like taken so prisoner. The, the yeah, Ebony but, Mall guy. But, but like, I want that story. The Ebony Mall know? guy has yeah. his powers now, and he also yes. like, in bold says that Manchester Black lacked vision. So I think he stole Manchester's eyes. Right. But also, Ooh. they talk about this. Most of his power comes from that Omega John. The, yeah, the, the Genesis the obelisk thing. thing. So if he doesn't his have Genesis. that, he, his Sega Genesis, he's pretty yeah. much powerless. <laughs> so I think like that's what Manchester Black kind of figured out. Like that's where all of his power comes from. So if he doesn't have that, he's probably mm. fucked. And then Superman just took it and either broke it or ate it or something. <laughs> He did it he's just just <laughs> I, I love the idea that you have to snort Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta direct that shit yeah, right, right in your veins. I mean, the, o- the other lady is having withdrawals, so it, d- it tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that'll be interesting to see what that means if, like, Superman is, like, fucking juiced up now on this Genesis and what the implications for that yeah. are. Then he gets addicted to it. No, and, no. Yeah. Oh, and then we can have a very special... Uh, you know, the comics code authority is going to get Superman. mad because we're going to talk about uh, drug addiction. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love this book. I love Superman so yeah. much, and this is one of the best story arcs that I've read with him. It's such an interesting take on the character. Such a like a such a cool. I love like the long buildup. Um. And there's always that complaint that I hear all the time of like, Superman is boring because he's so overpowered. It's like, That's the complaint I always have. I-, I love me a good depowered Superman. So the thing I don't understand about that complaint though is like, all his villains are always as powerful as he is though. Not always though, and not as powerful. Just about. And also, like, yeah, it, it just proves that you don't read Superman because he gets depowered a lot. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I like a good depowered Superman. It 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 throws a wrench into into what can sometimes be kind of formulaic and you have to you have to kind of find a way for him to, you know, yeah. get his powers back and then start kicking some ass. It's fun. Sometimes they also do like well, Superman can't punch his out way out of like, you know, a plague. Like Right, yeah. It just it just points out that like the most important thing about Superman is not his strength, right? It's his it's his willpower and his hope and his, it's his, his ability. character. Yeah. It's his character, yeah. It's his, his character empathy. is the strongest piece of 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 it's it, it's a wellspring of empathy. It's it's seemingly endless. Like he he just cares so much for everyone and everything. They bring that up in the and, in the oh. run all the time too. Where Mongols like you know that's your weakness. Is care about people who are lesser than you. And he's a friend. He is a friend. Yeah. He's the and, ultimate and at friend. one point, um, yeah. So when he when they're fighting, um, Omac, uh, when Omac is like turned and is on their side, uh, Omac like accuses Superman and just like, why the fuck did you bring us here when you knew you couldn't do it? Like you're 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 weak and like you lied to us. Same thing that Midnight was saying. It's just like you came here and we knew that we couldn't win this fight. And Superman's like, oh. Should we only fight battles with that we know we can win? Should we only, you know, pick a fight? Should we only do the right oh, thing when we're stronger than our when, opponents? When we're stronger than our yes. opponents, yeah, like that's that's obviously not what we like. I can't choose that this is the right time to do this, and that I feel like that I don't have powers. Like I can't, I can't make that choice. That's just how it happened. It's just damn, yeah. yeah that's so. Superman good. isn't my favorite comic book character. In my opinion, he's the most important. And I, I mean, I love him. I think that he's the, the essential character for this medium. That he, I mean, I know he's like the, the most cliched one, but he's, it's like that is the, the empathy engine of this, of this art form. He's the, yeah. you know, just the quintessential character for this. He, the, his hope is feels tangible it's something that comes off of the screen and it's and, and it's and it's existed since the second world war for a reason yeah like it's like that's when we needed it and the, everyone always feels that and everyone always identifies with it and in, in a way that is important to society but uh i also i would say superman is not my favorite character but when written by somebody that gets it like yeah. philip kennedy johnson grant morrison uh, Mark Wade to some degree, I, uh, uh, Mark Russell, like you know, like those the, when when it's written by somebody that gets it, it is one of my favorite things that could ever. I've, I've had this. Um, I, I've kind of thought about this before too, where I kind of compare them. I kind of compare Superman with with Emma too, because Emma is my favorite character, and I think that uh, they as characters kind of have this huge overwhelming personality that people who don't really know how to write them uh they kind of like think they have an idea of what the character is but then they end up writing them and it, you're like you're missing something because you can't just take the like the overwhelming personality you got to understand what makes the character really tick and superman there's tons of like you know bad superman but when you really get the heart of the character he's way more complex than he seems so yeah absolutely so that's it guys yeah we did it we did it we got there what's about some superman what's out next week what do we got coming up batman (laughs) (laughs) ah that guy Uh, there's a new uh new scotty young book called twig that looks fucking adorable uh uh, Marauders, uh, Deadly Class, DMT. Uh, the Thunderbird, uh, Giant Size X Men one shot, which is interesting. Hmm. Uh, Sweet. Getting him Jeffrey for the first time in a day. long time. Stuff. Much to Casey's chagrin. Yeah, uh, 
don't be rude to comic book store workers on free comic book day or Casey will come and find you and hurt I you. I will find you. And it's, <laughs> I have a very specific a set of skills. skills. Got an empty locker <laughs> with your name on it. <laughs> RJ really wants to stuff someone in a locker today, man. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to see. He wants to see me stuff someone <laughs> in a locker. It's yeah. a very specific. <laughs> yeah, that's my kink. <laughs> that's also my kink so it works out <laughs> weird <laughs> alright so um, c- consider joining our Patreon uh, we we just finished recording another one of our uh, our band book series so if you're not uh, if you're not on the Patreon you're gonna have to wait to listen to it uh, and why not join the Patreon and get it sooner than later You'll also get a whole bunch of other cool stuff from our Patreon, stuff like uh, like top five, dueling genre tonight, dueling genre versus, uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of cool stuff out there for you. Uh, I'm also going to give you uh, a link in the episode description to our Discord server. Uh, come hang out and chat with us in real time. We chat back; it's fun. Uh, yeah, so that's it for us this week. Uh, this is Tales from the Short Box. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>